is Joey. I am your host, and it is Aloha Friday, October 30th, the year 2020. If you still have power at your homes, if your cell phones still get little juice and you're still able to download podcasts, well, welcome. And I guess Election Day hadn't happened yet. But hey, we're going to get through it. It's going to be fine. I think everything's going to go well. And uh, we're going to be just fine out here in the middle of the Pacific as long as uh, no tsunamis or late season hurricanes or earthquakes or, you know, anything fun that could happen. You know, no telling. But besides that, I mean, what could happen in 2020? Not much. You know, it's just been an uneventful year, and uh, my guest today has just been goofing off all year. This guy is just a slacker. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, his name is James Casey. He is a saxophone player. He's a multi-instrumental genius. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. You check out his resume, and you'll see who he's played with, and you'll know what I'm talking about. This guy is a monster musician and gets to play with all kinds of great musicians all over the world until this pandemic has uh, landed him here on the island of Kauai. And I got to talk to him, which is a blessing. And uh, it's good to connect with good people. And my good friend Trevor got us hooked up, told me he was here on the island. And... Uh, reached out to him and made this happen this guy uh, james is a busy guy he's got a new company if you go to oxcord.live a-u-x-c-h-o-r-d dot live he's got a new venture going there which is a live stream virtual studio for bands where you can go and buy a ticket and watch a live stream then watch it for a period of time after that and uh check out all these great bands that are just trying to exist right now and he's giving them a platform all the money goes to them and uh, it's a great he's just trying to do something to get to to get these musicians back out there and trying to you know have their livelihood and so that's where we're at in 2020 and uh this guy is uh doing what he can he got stuck in hawaii which is a good place to be stuck. And I uh, came over here to Kauai in March and been here <laughs> since quarantine. And who knows when he's going to be back in the real world. But for right now, he's doing it virtually. And uh, you can watch. So uh, if you have a band and you want to live stream, check these guys out. Oxcord.live. You get all the money. And uh, you sell tickets online, and then they show up whenever you decide to do the live stream and get to watch it for 48 hours or whatever you figure out with them. It's kind of your call as the artist. And uh, it's a great platform because he's giving all the money to you. And uh, whatever, whoever you can get there to watch it and watch you guys uh, play and figure out what you're going to do, that's where we're at because we're all trying to figure it out, and that's what uh, James is doing. And it was good to talk to him. You'll get to hear his story, where he came from. And, uh, I mean, this guy's been on tour with Megan Trainer. He's played with John Legend. He's freaking, you know, 
you heard his music when we first started this thing. That's him on the saxophone. And uh, I'm also going to play um, a rendition of Over the Rainbow that they did while he was on the Trey Anastasio tour. Um, and this is, uh, it'll make, it'll bring a tear to your eye, is what I'm telling you. So it did to me. And I didn't even know he was on it. And then I found out today he was, it was him. He's on that video. I got to go back and watch it now. It's going to be on the link in the show notes. Make sure you rate. Give me a subscribe. You know what to do. You know how to do it. You're listening to a podcast. You must have things going on. I mean, you know, could be worse. But this guy, James, he is the man. He's playing sax for Trey. And if you know who Trey is and you're here because of Trey, you know. Uh, he's got a radio show on Sirius that he does on the Fish Channel twice a month. And, uh, yeah, check this guy out, man. He's freaking out there ripping it up. His new company is helping musicians out. They want to help you out. If you reach out, if you want to be on there, reach out because uh, they need m musicians that are, you know, trying to do things. It's 2020, and who knows when things are going to start happening. But uh, but a good guy, great guy to connect with, and I appreciate him. And he is bringing the aloha and straight to you from Kauai because that's what he's doing right now, and that's all we can do. So uh, things are, you know, some tourists are here. They've opened it up so you can arrive here if you have a test within 72 hours of arrival. And, uh, you know, we'll see. There's a bunch of tourists showing up. They're all going to Costco and stocking up and everybody holding in. I don't know where everybody's at. I see a few cars and, you know, there's more cars on the road. And it's, you know, it's they're getting here, but weird times <clears throat> and then we have this thing on tuesday which um just you know pray for america is all i can say because you know if you're in america just help your neighbor and shake their hand or tell them you love them or something give them a hug and get over it because uh, we got to live here and we got to figure it out so you know start your neighborhood and uh, let's do this. It's like I was talking to my buddy Trevor today, who hooked me up with James. And, uh, you know, we just got to start where we can, where you can. That's all we can do is our neighborhood and start there. And uh, everybody reach out just a little bit, and then we'll just make it all the way because nothing's going to happen. We're not going to change anything that's going on in Washington because, you know, we've got two senior citizens running for president, and I don't think that's good for anybody. So either way it goes. So you know that's uh that we're we're where we're at. So take care of your business. That's all we can do, and that's what James is doing. And I appreciate him for coming. And I thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate this podcast. I'm back, giving you a little bit of content, and uh, hope things are going well where you're at. Reach out. The uh, email is in the show notes. The uh, Instagram, all that good information. Kawhi today, follow us. Uh, let us know you're out there. It's good to hear from you. And uh, we're still out here in the Pacific, just trucking along. 
every once in a while you find a guest like this and uh, you have some fun. So it was good talking to James. And here is our conversation. All right. Aloha. Welcome to Kauai Today. This is Joey. And I am here with a special guest. What is your name? What's up, man? My name is James Casey. Mr. James Casey. He is stuck on the island of Kauai during quarantine, and he is not happy to be in a better spot. James, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., but I've been living in New York for about the last, uh, I want to say, 13, 14 years until March. Yeah. Until uh, March. <laughs> uh, and I'm a musician, uh, musician, producer, and um, now entrepreneur. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I do want to talk about that for sure, but... So did you grow up in DC, like high school, school, or where'd you go? I went to I went to I was like I went to high school in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, so I was yeah. born in DC, grew up there, went to high school in Phoenix. Then I moved to Boston for college. So when did they make you move to Phoenix? Uh, this was uh, I was like twelve. Twelve. Yeah, it was a lot. So that's a yeah, that's an age where yeah, yeah, it, was, it changes it, shit, and especially <laughs> when you go to Phoenix from Washington DC, that's a whole other universe. I promise you, I was not prepared. Like nothing, nothing my parents could tell me was going to prepare me for <laughs> moving from DC right to Phoenix. I mean, it's a this it's about as far of a difference as you can get <laughs> while still staying in the states. Right. So brothers and sisters, or I got an older brother and a younger sister. Um, yeah, uh, my sister actually lives in New York, okay. and um, my brother lives in Carolina. Okay. So, the parents' job move? Is that why you get to, how do you get to Arizona? Yeah, Where? yeah, yeah. So, my mom, at the time, uh, she she worked for the for Lockheed and right. the CIA, but she uh, she changed jobs. She got a job at Intel. Okay. And so, we all moved out of D.C., moved to Arizona. And so were that's they, where they're they, they manufacturing chips out there? What are they doing? They, that's, where they, that's where the headquarters, headquarters is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Nice. So, we moved to Arizona. We moved to Phoenix. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it was it was very eye opening experience just to be around that many different people. Right, that, hey, that yeah. that's such a different vibe from DC. Right, was all your family in DC area? Or what? Uh, my my dad's family is all in DC. My mom's family's all uh, in the Bay in California. Okay, and so hey, you traveled before that? I mean, yeah, yeah, been yeah. Around yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the first time you've ever been out of state or anything? No, like no, that. no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I used to spend all my summers up in the Bay in Richmond. And, okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I saw online your uh, choir kid. So was your, was your dad direct the choir? What was, ah, was okay. he part of the church or what? So yeah, well, so my mom ended up being a pastor. It's like she quit Intel to be a pastor. Okay. What what denomination? Uh, Methodist. So any Zion's okay. Christians. So okay. Gospel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my dad is a uh, my dad is a choir director he's a singer both my parents sing right. my mom plays piano so i grew up in an extremely musical household right so you had it growing up you had no choice oh not none at all right. especially when you go to church i mean i grew up southern baptist i grew up in dallas and mm-hmm. when the whole church is singing in unison and the choir and i mean th- th- you know just those things move you i mean it seems like when you go see a live choir show or, li- or a live musical or anything now it's just man it bring me to tears you know yeah man i mean the thing is uh so i know a lot of people don't probably know this unless you're a musician but most most of the great musicians started in church because you start playing the music very very early but you're also 
doing a concert every week. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I've, I put in my 10,000 hours of, of concerts by the time I was 15, yeah, 16. So, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you're performing every week in front of people. That gets your stage fried out quick because yeah. you just got to get over it. Yeah. You know? Like, no, you, yeah. if you, if you want to do this, you got to do this. So go ahead and, and get yeah. better. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my youth pastor, my, one of the last couple of years that I was a youth, whatever that is, in, 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 uh, in church where you still go to youth group, came in Joel Simpson, Jessica Simpson's dad. Mm. And little Jessica was probably about six or so, and she used to sing in front of church. Oh, they had her up there every couple Sundays. Oh, man. yeah. She could belt it out. But that's what they do. Like, once, once they find somebody who's good at singing or something like that, uh, they push you. I was, I, was, I started playing drums when I was three. Right. I started playing drums at my mom's church when I was nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's like they say, you know, Tiger Woods, he started playing golf and had a teacher at, when he was four or five. And so that means he had to get better every week. You know, yeah. he, had, he had a goal to get better. And once you start doing that and get on that trajectory, then five or ten years in, man, it's just the more time you put in, it just gets even, you know, the more time you practice now, man, how many years you got on your belt now? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, you know, and it's just – you don't have to go through all the bullshit. You know, it's just exponential no, it's at that point. And, and that's real. So um, I don't know about it at George Church, but in, in gospel churches, there's always a lot of people who want to play drums. Right, right. Like, right. You, there's a lot of kids who want to play drums, and mm-hmm. there's the drummer, there's the main drummer, and then, like, the kids under them. Like, right, hopefully right. you get to play one song per week. Right. So it, there's, like, a – it's like a – is a competition that starts very early. Uh-huh. So by the time I'm like yeah, going this to first yeah. year at church for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. So so by the time I'm in school, I'm like, all right, well, I know what to do. Right. I know how to. Yeah. I know how to deal with the 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 desire to get better, the desire to improve. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, in Baptist, we didn't have drums. It was the once or twice a year when they do the Christmas show or they do some kind of special Easter thing. You know, they mm. get a drum set out. You know. We always had that one kid that was like five or six years older than me, you know, who was really good, you know, always looked up to. Yeah, yeah. So that was great to, you know, to be able to see that, you know, hey, man, I can be up there when I'm his age in a couple of years, you know, or whatever, just to be able to see that, especially going to drum corps when I was 15. I was telling you, right. I went to DCI, and, uh, you know, I'd been in band and, you know, in school through middle school and things like that, and one of the guys that was a year or so older than us, he had went in March drum corps. He came back and started recruiting people, you know. Right. So we didn't know what we were getting into, you know. So we get out there, you know, May, as soon as school's out. We're in Hutchinson, Kansas for a month before tour starts, you know, right. all day long from sun up to sundown, you know, dodging prairie dogs, you know, on the field and everything else, you know, learning, the, you know, learning it. And it was full on, you know. I mean, I'd never done my laundry. I'd never, like, figured. I mean, I was 15, you know. I hadn't had to do much right. at that point, you know, except right, right. just show up to school. So, uh, yeah, it was a big learning experience. And then most, you know, and then they age out at 21. So you got right. all those guys that are in college and they're, you know, they're doing it for real. You know, those, you know, m- you know, music majors and everybody, they're, they're there for real, you know. So, yeah, it was impressive to, you know, just get to be around that kind of talent. And that's what, you know, that's it's just like I tell you, you know, when you play with anybody, you want to play people better than you. Because, I mean, it just what does it do? That's the only way we get, that's the only way you get better. Yeah, yeah it um, makes you better. So, so how did you, so what you, so you're, you're playing at church? What, what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right, so. Are you um, playing in school bands with other guys or what? I played in school band <laughs> and when I was, ha, when I was, uh, when I was in, when I was nine, I started playing saxophone. Right. Uh, it was fifth grade. And, um, you know. I started playing saxophone in school because I'd already played drums. I'd already been playing drums for a while. I didn't right. want to go there to learn drums that I already know how to play. Right. So I wanted to learn something else. And, um, you know, just kind of kept going. My pa- 
My, I wanted to play saxophone because my brother started playing saxophone. Okay. When he was in fifth grade and I was in second grade, and he brought it home one day, and I wanted to play. Like right. my sister got to play, everybody got to play a little. I didn't have any front teeth. <laughs> I was six. I didn't have any teeth, so I literally couldn't play it. So I was like, I, that stuck with me, and I was really disappointed by that. So when I got to fifth grade, I couldn't wait to play the saxophone. My mom's like, Yo, James, we don't have the money for this. So right. if you, if you, if we get you, if we rent you this saxophone, you can't quit. So I was like, all right, yeah, no, no problem. I won't quit. And I'm still, still playing. Yeah, so what happened to me, I had to get, buy my first drum set. You know, my parents wouldn't get it for me, so I worked, you know, two summers and saved money. And then when I was 12, I could finally go up there and buy that Pearl Export that I've been looking at. Ah, the Got that thing. And, I mean, you know, that, that was my, my drum set, you know. The Export series, Oh, man. yeah, and yeah, at Christmas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I may get a crash cymbal or something, you know, my mm-hmm. birthday, you know, I'd get a wood block or my grandfather gave me some old cowbell that he got from a cow or something. You know, I had his cowbell. It was twice as big as my snare drum, you know. That nice. scared the neighbors. Nice, nice, Especially nice. back then, you know, yeah. it was all cowbell, Def Leppard days. Oh, you yeah, know? it's just, <laughs> uh, just a huge cowbell just here. It's like, yeah, more yeah. cowbell, please. <laughs> so what? Uh, so you got on the saxophone. Was, was, yeah. was it just you knew at that point? No, or no, was no, it, no, 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 no. Was no, it no, just no. a learning process? Uh, no, it's, it was a learning process like everything else. But fortunately, in, in D.C., they start band a year earlier than they do in Arizona. So okay. by the time I got there, I was better than the people who were starting. Just started. So I was, so I was bored. So I was bored. So th- while I was there, like in, in, in middle school and high school, I just like – in middle school, I literally just – my band teacher allowed me to take home another instrument every week. Because wow. I was bored. I was, I was bored. Yeah. So, like, one, we got to take home a fresh horn. One, we got to take home uh, uh, a euphonium. One, we got to take home a tuba. My mom did not like that. But, uh, but that's <laughs> a teacher that can see that has the best interest of the kid at heart that knows you're not going to screw anything up and yeah. knows you're going to bring it back in good shape and knows you're just exploring and, hey, let this kid touch anything he can because yeah. yeah, who's yeah. going to get the chance to ever play a you know, an oboe. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, you know, exactly. Yeah. Ever, who could pick one out of a lineup or even, you know, hold one, you know? Right, right. So by the time I got to high school, I had a, a general idea of all the instruments, right. all the all the major American So what was, what was your music? Was it your parents just made you listen to Christian music or they let you explore? <laughs> was it your older brother who gave you, hey, check this out. You mm. got to you gotta know this. You got to know this. I mean, you know. Okay. So obviously in, uh, my mom's a pastor. So in the house, there was nothing but Christian music okay. going on, like gospel music going on for, for years. Um, I found my dad. My dad had an old box radio in his closet, and I, you know, I found it and I and I brought it into my room. Me and my brother shared a room, and so we started listening to the radio then. And uh, this was I was like eight, seven or eight, and so we. That's how I got into Go Go, which is a it's a DC type of music. It's like it's it's based in DC. It's called Go Go. Right. And uh, hip hop. I heard a podcast with some guy talking about the whole Go Go scene. Uh, the Go Go scene is man, it's 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 unique to DC, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 beautiful. It was unique, man. yeah. It was yeah. A, it was a scene. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I did that, and uh, it was it was for me it was all hip hop and gospel basically until uh, I was fifteen. So when I when I was fourteen or when I was thirteen, I tore my ACL uh, playing football. And then, so after that, I mean, I was stuck in the house for a while. And so, like I said, my dad's a, a choir director. He had this music program called Music Time on his uh, on his computer. It's basically the beginnings of what we call Finale or Sibelius or something like okay, that, just yeah, some yeah. music notation software. And I used it to to transcribe a whole record. You learned a whole, how to read. Well, I knew how I to mean, read from school. Read? I mean, yeah. No, but, I mean, read music. I mean, were you reading... I knew how to read music, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was transcribed, which means I would listen to it and then literally write out all the parts. So um, 
my band teacher in high school, uh, my jazz band teacher at the school, he gave me a, a Buddy Rich CD. So right. Buddy Rich is a, a jazz, yeah, yeah. Uh, jazz band. drummer, like a big band thing from the seventies, and uh, I transcribed the whole thing, <laughs> like the whole. I was, I mean, I was stuck at home with a torn ACL, couldn't yeah. go outside. Yeah. I was just like, okay, so I, I had something to do, so right. I transcribed the whole record, all the parts, like the whole big band thing, because. I mean, I was bored. You could. Yeah. Um, also that year, I decided to do choir <laughs> at, at school because, you know, that's where all the girls were. Right. And um, I made all-state choir. And so Berkeley College of Music sent me a bunch of literature for, you know, they sent out, you know, for all the all-state people. Right. And um, I told my parents I wanted to go. I wanted to go to the, like, they had a summer program. I wanted to go to do that. Uh, interestingly enough. So the, what year was this in high school? What, what, this, like, was, this was, what? this was, this uh, was, uh, sophomore and junior year, so Between 15. Sophomore and junior year? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was 15. And um, my parents, at, at first, they were like, well, we can't do this. It costs, it costs $5,000 to send right. you to Boston for six weeks in the middle of Boston by yourself. I, right. no, yeah, no. good luck. Yeah. But then uh, my mom heard, the, I showed my mom the transcription I did and then played it for her because you could play it back right. in, using uh, MIDI. And she was like, Okay, we got we to gotta do something with you. This right. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they sent me to, so my mom sold her stock in Intel so she could have enough money to send me to the Berkeley Summer Performance Program. God bless that woman. Man. And that that's literally. That's an investment, and that's one of those investments that you were never let down. You never, know? never, yeah. never, never. Yeah, it's just like that sax, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I'm going to treat that with kid gloves because I know what it took for us to get this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I went there and. Immediately found out that I was not very good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, wor the world opened up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what that did, that opened my eyes to what I, what was possible, the potential. Right. right. And I was like, okay, well, I want to go to Berkeley. Can do it. I can do it. Yeah. I don't know how they got this good. Right. I don't. I mean, we were taking the same class. I don't know how they got there and I'm here, but I wanted to get there. So right. yeah. that was that was it. Yeah, and that's you know, people around you. You know, mm -hmm. can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. You sure know what can, I'm saying? Man. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so you go to Berkeley. So you just knew you were gonna go to Berkeley at that point, or was it? Yeah, that, that was your goal. No, that was the goal. High school. That was the goal. So go I mean, you, you, like you went to the drum corps yeah, in the yeah, summer. Yeah. So I had the opportunity to to march Blue Devils on Baritone okay. during yeah. that time. But instead of that, I went to Berkeley. Yeah, right. And um, so I came back to came back to uh, Arizona. I was like, all right, now I know what I do, what I need to do to get better. Practiced like crazy for the next two years. Went back to a summer program and then got a scholarship to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. But I graduated high school early. Okay. And my parents were like, you're not going to college at 16. You're not going – you're just going to stick around here for a little while until you turn 18. Right. And uh, you're in Phoenix. Yeah. Right. So uh, I went to a JC for a year and, um, and just – Got took, some basics out of the way. Yeah, well, took, like, you know, the basic classes for school, you know, like the – Going you know, to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Did that. Um, and then got – Knee surgery from my ACL, and then went to Boston. And that so, were you was playing in bands it. at that point? Were you just uh, practicing? <laughs> were you just there? Was, just, I was in. A, I was in a. There was like a. Or? I was obviously practicing. I was in the the band at the um, at the junior college, and I was also in this group called Young Sounds of Arizona. It was basically all the the people under twenty one, uh, the best jazz players out there, and um, yeah, and I was also in a, a ska band. With okay. some friends from high school called Snipe Thirty Six. Shout out okay. up there if any of them are listening. <laughs> Skull band in Arizona. Hey, yeah, hey, they got it all. They got it all. <laughs> so, what was your music preference? What did you? I mean, I know you wanted to 
to broaden your horizon and be able to study and be able to play anything and be able, you know once you go to Berkeley they're you know they're going to give it to you all you know let you you know so you can do whatever but was there a focus for you as far as what you're what you liked or what you oh then then my focus was jazz it was jazz, jazz. it was improvisation like jazz okay. jazz was it for me uh uh i mean obviously i still listen to hip-hop i still loved all the stuff that i love and right. everything but for for saxophone for me getting to where i wanted to be it was all improvisation yeah, i was in jazz band in high school man the saxophone player our sax lead saxophone man he was a star yeah i mean you know it was it was on like neck bone for those jazz guys. I mean, you know, for the saxophone guys that could do it, you know. And he was all state. He was, you know, one of the best in Texas every year. You know, this guy mm. was amazing. And, you know, all state all, jazz band, everything else, you know. Right. He's still teaching to this day. There you but go. He was just one of those guys, you know, Mark Dooley, shout out. But he was the man, you know. Right. He, you know, I mean, our jazz band, all right, well, all right, well, let's give Mark a solo because we know he can do it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. All right, so, so, so. I knew at the time that I wasn't as good as I wanted to be because I had already gone to Berkeley for the summer program. You've seen. But I knew I was better than the people who I was around. Right. So I wasn't trying to compare myself to them right. anymore. Right, I right, like, right. I, I was, I finally got teach. I got my first saxophone lesson, like, when I was 16. Like, I didn't, I was, yeah. So by then, I would you know, gotten to the point where I was starting to, to challenge my teachers musically. Right. And then I eventually went to Berkeley when I was 18. And uh, same thing that happened when I was 15. I got there and I was like, there's no way these people are this good. Yeah. Like, how did you get this good? <laughs> like, there was it, the level that I saw was nothing, nothing compared to the uh, real. Yeah, the I was like, how in the hell did y'all get this good? We're the same age. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I had to buckle down. Right. So, what, there's Berkeley and Boston and then Berkeley and San Francisco. Are those the two? No, no, those related are, they're not related at all. No, not related at all. Not related at all. They're two different schools. So, Berkeley, schools. Berkeley College of Music in Boston is spelled B-E-R-K-L-E-E. -E. Okay. And Berkeley in California is named after the city. It's in -E Berkeley, L-E-Y. Okay. Okay. I always thought they were related. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. Just totally separate. So, what was that experience like? What did you, did you go in there and did Man, I'm over my head, but here we go. Yeah, I went in there. I, I honestly, <laughs> my first, literally, like the first week I was there, you know, I, there was a guy named Milton Fletcher. Uh, I sat next to him in, in the cafeteria. He's like, oh, because, I mean, first of all, there's not that many black students there. And there's not that many, you know, we, so what's we all. Student, what's how many people graduate with you? Graduate? I mean, well, how many people started and how many oh, sorry, graduated? Sorry, oh. I, mean, I know it's gonna. No, no. Berkeley has an eighty percent dropout rate. Okay. Like a full eighty percent. It's the highest in the nation. Okay. It's high. Uh, eighty percent dropout rate and it's forty some odd percent um, international. Okay. So it's a it's a sink or swim school. Like you, people drop out quick. quick. Yeah. yeah. Um. So no, when I got there and this dude Milton. And I didn't know Milton from anybody. He's like, yo, man, in my room, we're having a little jam session tonight. He's come up. So I was like, I'm excited. I'm going to a jam session. Man, so Milton was on the presidential scholarship. His roommate, James Williams, who's the, still the homie to this day, was also on a presidential scholarship. Their boy, like, it, they, they came into school as a group. Right. Like, cool. him and Milton and Lucas, who's also still my boy to this day, were also, they were all on, like, the full ride plus this plus that plus this, and you don't have to pay for nothing. I was on a scholarship, but it wasn't that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't staying in the dorms. I was staying in the apartment. Uh -huh. um, yo, I, I, after going up there to their room to play at that time, I called my dad crying. I said, like, I got to get out of here. I don't know. I don't know what they did to get this good, but I'm not there. 
And my dad was like, to his credit, was like, nah, you ain't going nowhere. Not only that, yeah. we're changing your room to an office. You're, you're literally staying there. Yeah. So, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, don't come home. That, no, you're not coming home. There's nowhere for you to go. So, my dad. <laughs> we got an office now. I ain't losing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me this long to get an office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that that happened. So so I, I you know obviously you know sink or swim. So I, I wanted to swim. I wanted to beat. I wanted to you know, do but the music. You're in Boston, thing. you're in the music city. I mean, there's yeah. Gotta be lots of clubs you're playing. At I night. was playing at Wally's. Of, uh, so Wally's is the club. Wally's yeah. is down the street from uh, from Berkeley, but it's also down the street from New England Conservatory, Boston Conservatory, and um, Northeastern University. Mm-hmm. Literally, like there's so many schools up in that in a small right, distance. Right, right, yeah. So we're there, and like I would be at at Wally's. Every night till two in the morning, and I was eighteen, so they made me stand up by the uh, by the front of the stage, stage and just yeah, stand there because yeah. you couldn't, you know. <laughs> no, nah, there were no X. It was like it's, it was. Tw- they, they they have a thing like the cops know that the musicians will come and play, right, right. but no, 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 no. But uh, no, Wally's was the club that changed my life because I was there. Wally was also a sink or swim club, and anyone who's ever come out of Boston, any musician who's ever come out of Boston has gone through Wally's. Through yeah, yeah. yeah. So, nice. it was life changing. Nice. So you put your time in. What happens after college? You jump out and uh, you're on the road. What, what happens? No, 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 no. So after I left, I left school. Uh, after a short time in Greece, I moved to New York, and um, grind. Like I was and grind like crazy, man. Um, I moved to to New York in '07, and I didn't get my first touring quote-unquote gig till 2010 so three years yeah. we're, i'm talking about like scrapping like like doing 50 dollar gigs every day as much as you can like trying to do things and like you have like one real cool thing like oh wow i just played with so and so and so this hip-hop group and I, I used to listen to all the time and then the next day you'd be like playing somebody's bar mitzvah <laughs> And happy to have it because bar mitzvahs paid better than, you know, playing in a restaurant. Yeah, so playing with those good guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you put your time in New York, and what's, what's your, uh, what, what happens on the tour spectrum? What gets you out of there? Uh, well, I started playing with this band called Lettuce and a band called Soul Life. They're, they were connected. And um, started playing with them, and from there, everything just kind of. Like a jazz fusion group or whatever? No, no, Lettuce is funk. It's just Lettuce straight funk. funk. Okay. And, um. Soul Live is an organ trio. What are you playing at this point? Saxophone. Yeah, no, but what, like tenor? Are you playing tenor. Oh, I played tenor. Yeah, tenor. Yeah. And um, no, from there it's just like it's it's been a slow progression of getting better, getting better. Um, the great thing about Berkeley is that the people you meet there, you're going to be working with for life. Yeah. So always have contact. Yeah. See somebody somewhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Like the the, the industry is full of us. So um, I've met some great people along the way. And um, my name has just been called for this and that and this and that. And now I'm to the point where I, like, I do a lot of contracting for other people, so I get to be the person who who hires out. So oh, a musical director, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So with the lettuce situation, was it just you, or how, how many was there? Like a whole horn section. It was a horn. It was a horn section of three. Piece band was it? Uh, there's th- at that time. At that time, I, th- I think it was an eight-piece band. So two guitars, bass, drums, keys. Uh, and three horns. That's a project. Try to keep on the road and get everybody paid. Oh, uh, you telling me, bro? Uh, it was, was <laughs> full on like world tour. Or no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was U.S. Um, US it was a U.S. thing. But here's how it happened. Uh, I was in. I, I literally was getting home from the hospital. 
uh, on my way, just walking home from the train from the hospital. And I get a phone call saying, hey, um, what are you doing for the next couple of weeks? I'm like, nothing, man. I don't really have nothing. He's like, okay, so um, we got a ticket for you, and you could just go to the airport in like three hours. Can you fly to L.A.? Because our tour started today, and our, and our other horn player can't do it. So can you just come in and do this and learn the music on the way? And I was like, oh, oh okay. All right, yeah, you know, whatever. I can do it. Yeah. So I get there. I fly there. I can't barely breathe because, I, I mean, whatever, hospital. But I get there that night, and it's like, okay, everything that I learned on the plane ride here, I got to play right now. Right, right, so right. that so was what it was. Sick or what I was sick. I was sick. I was sick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was a, that's a uh, throwing in the fire. Let's go. That was the first tour I'd ever been. It's the first time I've been on a, a tour bus. That was the first all of that stuff. So you got but it just, bus production and everything. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What kind of shows were y'all playing? Who were y'all, were y'all playing with another band? Other uh, band? No, it was just it was Lettuce and Soul Live. It was a dual tour. Okay. So uh, those, like I said, those bands are connected. Uh, the guy Eric Krasno, the guitar player, he started both of those bands. Okay. Yeah. So we were doing a whole lot of stuff together at the time, and um, yeah, that was that was the first tour. That was the first thing that i'd done like that yeah so, so what's next after that um well I, I was in lettuce until about 2014 okay. and Live around the same time in 2012 well pull it back a little second so um with uh with let uh, with Soul Live, we used to there's a there's a, a venue in New York called oh, sorry a venue in New York called Brooklyn Bowl yep. and Brooklyn Bowl has a you know amazing uh, it's, it's literally a bowling alley. Yeah, it's, it's a bowling alley. It's a great live venue. Yeah. They even have one in Vegas now, don't they? Yeah, they have one in Vegas. Yeah. They have one in Nashville. And yeah. I think they have one in, um, or they're making one in Chicago right now. Okay. Well, at least they were before yeah, yeah, COVID. Before yeah. yeah. Um, so we, I, I mean, the owner, he owns the Capitol Theater. He's a real cool dude. And um, we did this thing every year called Bowl Live, where we would play two weeks in a row, like two weeks straight, uh, five days a week and, you know, whatever. And so they would invite different um guest artists and whatnot. In 2012, one of the guest artists was a, a woman by the name of Jennifer Hartswick. Okay. Now, Jennifer Hartswick, um, I hadn't, I didn't know who she was, and whatever. She's like, she knew who I was. So when we played together, she's like, oh, wow, you're great. I'm like, you're great, too. Wait a wait wait she, she, she sings and plays trumpet. Okay. And she's a great singer and a great trumpet player. So I didn't know who she was. Right. Because um, I was new to that scene. So that scene is the, the, the jam band scene. Um, so I, I didn't really know anything about anything at all in there. So like I didn't know who the Grateful Dead was. I didn't know who Fish was. I didn't know none of that. Right, right. So um, I was like, "Yo, man, it's really cool to meet you." Blah blah. blah. You know, we're great. She she was with us for a couple of days and cool. Um, then later that year in New Orleans, so I she saw. Was already touring with who? Was she already in the Fish community? Oh yeah, she yeah. All of them were. I just okay. didn't know anything about it. I. I'm, yeah. I, I was I was in a gig. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was work, yeah. I played I with it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Nice. So um, I saw her that year later uh, in 2012 in uh, at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Okay. And Jazz Fest is the last week in April, first week in May. So I go there and I see her like, oh, what's up? Hey, you know what? This I was joking around. This is the year of James getting the gig. So if you know something that that's opening up, let me know because I'm trying to like branch out and do you know yeah. whatever. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I actually recommended you for something. And I was like, great. Cut to August. By the by the time August came around, I left New York, went back to Arizona with my parents. With my I stayed at my dad's house because I was just like, you know what? I don't know. Like New what's York is expensive. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I just moved out of my spot. It's I, I don't know if it's gonna work for me in New York. Um, I was sleeping, 
and I got a phone call. And as I got a phone call, I, I also got a text from Jennifer saying, "Hey, Trey's calling you. Answer, pick up." I don't know. Who, who? I don't know who Trey is. Okay. I have no idea. Right. And I don't know who this number is calling me from. What this? No, I don't know. So I literally, like, didn't know what was going on. I I, I turned off the phone and went back to sleep. Uh, hour later, uh, you know, I woke up, uh, listened to the message. It's like, "Hi, uh, James. This is." Trey Anastasio, um, I'm, I'm in the band Fish, and uh, I wanted to invite you to, you know, play in my band. Uh, let me know if you can, blah blah blah. You know, uh, I'm like, who do, who who the fuck is Trey? Who the fuck is Fish? What's a Fish? Is a band called Fish? Why would I want to play in? So I don't know what's going on. I looked up on Google. I can't find F I S H anywhere. I didn't even look on Google. I literally like listened to it. I put my phone back down and went back to sleep. I woke up later and then called up uh, the homie, uh, Eric Krasnow, the guitar player from, from Lettuce and, and um, Soul Live. I was like, man, some dude, named, some dude named Trey called me. He's like, what? Yo, call him back. No, call him. So hang up now and call him back. And I was like, all right, bro. They're like, okay. Say yes. okay. Say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. So I did that. And uh, obviously, Trey was inviting me to join his band. His band, was Trey. Was that a tryout without anything? No, no, there was no tryout because he apparently Jennifer had shown him videos of me. Okay. So Jennifer was the one who was trying to get me in that band. So she wow. showed him videos of me and the videos that she thought that he would like of me from YouTube, and he liked them. And he's like, "That was it." Yeah, nice. That was it. So you're in the uh, Trey Anastasio project. I'm side. in the Trey Anastasio band. Yeah. Right. Nice. Were you there when they did the? Uh over the rainbow that, mm -hmm. that was me that was you yeah oh my gosh trevor sent that to me i almost tried <laughs> we played that was in drum corps when we were in hutchinson kansas that's the show we played about oh, first nice. year was, nice you know, yeah nice so yeah it's, uh, that just brings chills anytime i hear it anyway but yeah. i mean but that was so freaking beautiful i'm playing this at the end of the podcast everybody you're gonna want to just stay and listen to this it's amazing now I mean, anyway that was that's great i mean is that out there anywhere or does he put that stuff out is he, i mean i mean what does he do for i mean I know he has all kinds of releases and stuff. Is there like a special Trey Anastasio fan club where you can go listen to all the live shows? Or, or? There is a um, there is an app called Live Fish, P H I S H, and you can listen to all the back shows that we've done. But does he do his his other projects on there also? Yes, yeah. okay. yes, it's so there all on everything there. he yeah. does. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so you can check him out there. Um, also, we we just actually released a record. A few, like I think a month and a half ago, okay. and um, so the the record was of some of the live performances that we did in the tour that we did in January, right, right. before this stuff happened. And then were y'all going to go in the studio? We were going to do a lot of things. We were going yeah, to because we were, I know Trevor was in New York, my buddy that mm -hmm. who who told me about you, and uh, you know he was there getting ready. And they were getting ready to you know get guitar sounds. They were getting some guitar sounds. They were getting ready to roll up to Northern New York, wherever you're going up to. Um, up there. Yeah. But uh, but no, it didn't happen. Everything shut down. So what? So how did you get? So you you got to Kauai. How how did, <laughs> how did you I get, get here? here? How did that happen? Okay. What, so um, were you planning a trip out here anyway? Or? I had planned a trip to Maui. Okay. Um, my girlfriend and I we were going to Maui. When was uh, that? We we planned a trip in January. Okay. And uh, the trip was on. Um, it was supposed to be March 10th through March 18th. Okay. But I was planning. Like we we saw what was coming to New York. Like we 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 were paying very close attention to the COVID thing because, uh, like I was on tour right before this and I saw what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
on March seventh, I was on March sixth. I was playing at Brooklyn Bowl with uh, Graham Lesh and his group, like as a sit-in, and we changed our flight to the seventh because we didn't want to be anywhere near New York. We didn't think we were going to be able to get out. Right. Um, what day did they shut down? They shut down on the I want to say the thirteenth, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But we got out before, and we were in Maui, and we were just like we were chilling in Maui, and then around the time where we around the 18th like on the 16th or so we're just like we're thinking like we got to get we got to get out of here we we can't go to new york we can't go back to new york and um maybe you know we're just kind of think maybe you go to my parents house maybe go somewhere else and uh my boy brownie so brownie lived with me eric his name is eric brown he lived with me in um in a spot in greenpoint uh new york in brooklyn for like six months and then he moved out here he moved okay. back out here okay and then so i hit him up and say hey man we're thinking of either going to the big island or something because we we can't we can't stay in maui but we can't go back to new york he's like man come here come to Kauai. come to Kauai." so like, he lives here now he lives he's lived here okay. for 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 a very long time okay. you know, his yeah, him yeah. and his wife and his the wife's family and everything so is he a musician no he's no. not no no nope. he just he was just, just he was a he was a good roommate a friend of a friend there you go. like he's yeah um He's like, yo, no, come out here. My parents have an Airbnb house that they're obviously not going to be feeling for a while. So come and stay. He let he let us stay there for four months, <laughs> and because we didn't know what was going on, we yeah. didn't know like yeah. we knew we and couldn't then they shut this place down. Well, yeah, 26, it was my birthday, the twenty sixth. So, yeah, so they stopped in Island travel and fourteen day quarantine and everything. So yeah, you weren't going nowhere. Wasn't I mean there's was, there's no need to. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, you get out of here. But why would you want to go somewhere? Right. I mean, I'm a musician and there's no music happening. Yeah. And my my girl, she still works with her job. Like she's she's remote. Yeah. So nice. I mean, yeah. it was we. No matter where you're at. Yeah. It was yeah. A, it was the best scenario for both of us. And so, um, yeah, we're still here. We well, I mean, we moved out of there in Poipu. We moved to a place in Lawai, and now we're gonna be here till at least this thing is over. I don't know how long we're gonna stay. You might have to buy a house then. I mean, <laughs> hey, <laughs> or at least a condo or something. I, I think. I mean, we're we're literally talking about having a place here and a place in New York once things get back to normal. Unfortunately, there's not much music here. Yeah. For yeah. me to actually play, but at, but I mean, touring is touring right. is still touring. Yeah. Yeah, we get the occasional. Uh, come through you know we had uh santa gold and damien marley came through i don't know that was probably like five or six years ago we i like santa gold yeah like santa Santigold. Gold. was a great yeah, show yeah. up at Kilahana and damien marley was headliner but it was santa gold i didn't know how she had her dj and her little dancers and mm. did her because it was when she had that new album that came out right it was cool i mean because i was totally into santa gold i was like santa gold's coming here what yeah, Deltron, uh, Deltron thirty thirty. He came last year. Was over in Kapaa. Yeah, nice, nice. Last year, yeah. I mean, you just never know. Well, I asked. We I opened up for Coolio at, uh, at Sheridan one time. You know, I mean, he came here. Yeah, yeah, just crazy. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a talent contest thing. They brought Coolio in. Wow. Paid him to be here for the weekend. And wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. No, I asked when I first got here. I asked all my um, all the people I met. It's like, so what's the music scene here? It's like, well, it's very, very local. And there's not much in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. larger acts that come yeah. here. Because, it's I mean, it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, pr I produce a podcast for Michelle Rundgren, Todd Rundgren's wife. Okay. So she has a restaurant on the North Shore. And she was actually in the Tubes back in the 80s. Mm. You know, that band. But, but, you know, but he's got his studio up there. And he just released a song a couple weeks ago with Rivers Cuomo. He's always doing something, you know. Okay. Todd is, you know. He, you know, he produced 
you know, the most money he ever made was he produced meatloaf. That would make you a lot yeah. of money. That, yeah. Yes, yeah. And they yeah. brought him in, you know, after it was kind of going bad, and he told him he wasn't going to do it unless he got all his, all his points or what. I mean, yeah, I think he made more money on that damn record than meatloaf did. <laughs> You Probably. Know, yeah. I mean, back in that day, but yeah, like. It was crazy. But yeah. 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 But you know, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. He ain't made, it's hard to make that kind of money these days. That ain't happening. It's. it's Very rarely. Yeah. There's a, the music industry isn't the same. The record industry is done. Right. So the way you make music, the way you make money via music is wow. mostly touring. Yeah. And that's obviously not happening right now. It's right. really unfortunate. So, so have you been in the studio a lot? Do you do a lot of studio recording or? Uh, in general, yes. Well, normally, um, I <laughs> I had to send for my studio stuff to to you know when I because when I travel I don't travel I travel with my saxophone right. and my computer but I didn't travel with uh, my SP four hundred four or yeah. like none of that stuff yeah, like, and all that fun so stuff. so I sent for it and put and we me and my girl we put our stuff in storage so all of my studio stuff is here. All all the travel studio stuff that's available what is here. Need, Sorry, yeah. and um, you know I, I do what I can for while I'm here. But honestly, we've we've spent most of our time uh, working on uh, our live streaming um, situation. So once everybody, once we saw that this thing was going to be real bad and the touring was going to have to stop, uh, my girl and I we were brainstorming about what we could do to help the industry at this time. So uh, we came up with a, a live venue, I mean, a, a, an online venue. Now, we didn't know what that looked like in, in March or February, right. but uh, we, we were brainstorming that and thought that that's the way to go. Now, once March hit and everybody started doing these live streams, we, I was like, yo, that's great. That's great. We have a, people have a place to you know, perform and people can pay them. Whatnot. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I thought it should be. People were... Doing like people who have been touring for years and like made a huge name for themselves were literally going on youth on uh on Facebook and begging, like busking, like hey guys, this is our tip jar. Like yeah. yeah, that's cool and I appreciate it and everything, but that's not the way to go. Like I felt felt like something had to happen. So what we did was we made a venue, we made an online venue behind the paywall, so that people could come and do the live streams there and actually get paid for it. So it wouldn't be like you were, excuse me, it wouldn't be like you were you were busking or asking for money. But on top of that, once we actually got into it, we found out how much, how much Facebook and YouTube and Instagram was downgrading the streams that you were putting in. Right, right. So what we decided to do was, we don't, down, we don't downgrade at all. No, yeah, we, we, we ingested a, a streaming company a full streaming company, so everything is in house. We don't send from Vimeo or anything like that. It's all us. And if you send us 4K, you're going out in 4K. So right. basically, you can have your stuff looking like a television show on our site, and it'll sound as good as it could possibly sound online. And we and we did that just so musicians could, you know, keep doing what they're doing. Right, so it's auxchord. A-U-X-C-H-O-R-D dot live. Dot live. So it's just a website. Right? There's not an app right now. It's not an app yet. It's just a website, yes. And so you go to the website, you sign up, and then there's how many artists do you have right now? Uh, we got about 20-something artists, but, I mean, we're, we're taking in artists as we can. Anybody who wants to come and perform, we don't take any money from your artists. So if your ticket is $10, you're going to get paid ten dollars per ticket. No. We will add a small surcharge on top that the fans pay for. But nah, man, we wanted to make sure that the artists 
are being taken care of. Yeah, so they just send you their feed with the mix and everything, and then they just get it to you, and you get it out there. Yeah, yeah. And we, and, and we have people on hand, including myself, to show you exactly how to do it because a lot of people don't know how. Right. Uh, so, like, we walk you through everything step-by-step step for the artist because we uh, – unfortunately, like, being an artist, it, being the musician – a lot of it is put on us. Right. Like how, Especially now. Yeah. It's 2020. Like, we have to... Yeah. You got to be everything. We got to be everything, and then we got to give it out for free. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's right. really, really kind of weird and awful the way everything's panned out for us. So, we're, I'm just trying to make sure that, like, we get a fair shake. So, you pay $10 for a feed. It's live. Can you watch it after it's live? You can. For how, for, you can watch it for 48 hours, and if the artist... Wants to keep it up there, you can continue to watch it and continue to pay for it. I mean, if you pay for it once, you have it. Uh, if, if you watch something that you really like, you want to tell somebody else to watch it, and they can come and pay for it as well. Right. Yeah, man. Perfect. Oxcord. Oxcord.live. When's the next show? Uh, we literally just had one right before yeah, I got it. Yeah, we had to push back a little bit today because he had a live stream. What, DJ? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a DJ. So Ad, his name is Adam Ahuja, and he does this live looping thing. Kind of like the Mark Riblet guy, or, uh, or uh, uh, homeboy from, uh, with the hair. That's uh, the band leader on the late night show. Uh, oh, you talking about, uh, uh, yes, yes. Looping uh, like that, does the, loop, the whole looping thing? Yeah, the looping thing, yeah, yeah. 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 So he does that, uh, I'll think uh, it's, uh, uh Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. The yes. Man, Reggie. So yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> um, he actually used to tour with Solo. He, oh, yeah, he was a yeah, he was a singer and like comedian. Yeah. He was, he was in Solo. He was he was there. So so Solo they it's Solo. It's technically three guys. Right. And uh, the horn players is us, and then they would they would tour with the singer. They used to tour with him wow. as a singer. Okay. So he would do a comedy set before yeah, the show, yeah. and then come out and sing. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, mm. I found all those clip, clips way back in the day on YouTube when he, you know, he started putting stuff on YouTube. It's like, what the? Yeah, yeah he just blow your mind the first time you see him and just the words and his language and just everything. Just you know, yeah, the whole experience. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, so well, that's cool. So, so when's the next show? Would you say? Uh, well, the last show happened. The last show was today. Happened an hour ago. The next show, if I'm not mistaken, is is next Friday. Nice. So Friday would be. The fourth, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. So how is uh, <laughs> expectations better than or worse, or what are they exceeding what you thought was going to happen, or is it? Oh, it's actually exceeding what I thought was going to. It's just I didn't know. Like I've never, I've never gone into something trying to be an entrepreneur. There was never any desire. Of my, I mean, besides you know being a, a sole proprietor, but the musician, I've never was like you know what I'm going to make a business right, and right. stuff for people. I, no. This was only for artists to help in this time, and we've gone so much further than I thought that was possible. So, nice. so what's the plan now? What's uh, what's what's your goal now? Are you trying to expand? Are you trying to? Well, I mean, you and your your girl, or what? It's what's me. Court is three people. It's me, her, and uh, um, the the back end developer Jamie, and we're just taking in artists like if you if you want to play go to our go to our contacts page and send send us a thing uh we'll definitely get back to you immediately and get you on um i don't know what's in the, i don't know what's in the cards because unfortunately i thought 
I thought that we would be in a better place than we are now uh, as far as COVID is concerned as far in the country. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to be as bad because, you know, the people who, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, everything's ramping back up. You know, even things that since they got opened here, even the restaurants and stuff, even the tourists that are here now, they're not going out. They're all going to Costco and stocking right. up and they're not going nowhere. And the locals are kind of were going out don't want to go out it's because there's going to be tourists there because they don't want to be anywhere near anything where they could get something. I mean, it's kind of a mess. It's, you know, it's so really restaurants weird. Restaurants are kind of like, you know, well, we, we don't know what to do because we weren't surviving with just locals. Right. And we're not going to survive if tourists aren't coming, you know, and then we don't have locals too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a cluster around here. I mean, like this store, you know, we're not open. We're, you know, we're not going to open until anybody comes back. I and mean, you, know, you see, there's nobody here. Right. You know, there's a. Well, that's the thing. I never, I, I wasn't here before. Right, so right, I don't right, know what right. it used to look like. And it like. wasn't like, you know, this, it wasn't Maui. Right. You know, we only have 80,000 people live here and 20 or 30 if we're full, you know, extra, you know, mm-hmm. which we're pretty much full year round. But it's still not like, you know. It's not crazy. It's a lot worse than I mean, traffic's easy now. Everybody loves it. Hey, you know what? I will say this: since they opened back up, it has been a little more traffic. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. No, you and, can feel You it. know, and and it's crazy because when when I first got here, uh, my friends were like, I was I was using my friends my friends' truck, and it was obviously it was a Kawhi truck. Because uh, when I when I said when I called before, I was like, do I need to rent something? He's like, no, 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 don't rent a truck. No, yeah. I got you. And now we've bought something, and we bought an island thing, so it's here. It's very, very, very obvious who is not. (laughs) (laughs) It's real obvious. Those barcodes quick. And then now on the rental cars, they're putting some kind of sticker over the door. I don't know if it shows when the door opens or they break that seal. I don't know what if they're having to climb through the window. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Some weird. I don't know what's going on, man. It's it's. It's a whole new world around this place, that's I'll, for sure. I I never thought I'd be this guy, but literally on the way here, I saw two people like making a U-turn, and one was driving a Jeep, and one was driving a like a, a Camaro with a like, with the top down. And I was obvious, like y'all, y'all some tourists, and I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm obviously <laughs> I've been here for I've been here for what seven months now, maybe eight. I am not a local. <laughs> We none of us are, <laughs> but but I, I mean it's obvious. Right. And it's yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a uh, you know, and it's just like the Berkeley community. I mean, you know, I've been here since two thousand seven. Yeah, you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody you know. Right. I'm just lucky I didn't grow up here and have every girlfriend I ever been with and That's, everybody's family that and all that thing, stuff in the background. Man. I didn't have all that, so yeah. I got here later in life. So you know, I don't have to worry about that, which is nice. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody or hey, I saw your truck. Yeah, so, yeah, that was me. You know, I mean, they know. You know, there's no getting away from anybody around here. I've never lived in a small town in my yeah. life ever. Yeah. Like I'm a city boy from from the beginning, and coming here is very, it's very yeah. Different. And I'm from you know, and I'm from Texas. I'm from Dallas area, but like East Texas and kind of like south of that. You know, those little towns, everybody knows everybody. You know, right. so it's kind of that whole vibe and you know this place is pretty much like texas they all got an attitude like texas anyway you know like you know they should secede or something yes yeah, so, so you know it's pretty much the same place man i'll be honest man i mean coming from new york everybody here is way more nice and laid back and cool uh i and 
I'm not. I'm still not fully used to it. Yeah. Like standing and talking to people. Right. It's not what we do in New York. Right, I'm like, right, if I'm yeah. out, I'm going somewhere. Yeah, you're moving. Like yeah. people are like, no, let's sit and chat. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. all right. That's my. My what drives my wife crazy. Nobody has a plan. Is we gonna do something? They'll call. You know, let's go. Yeah. Like, oh, can we talk about this? You know, nope. This Kawhi. You know, this is gonna happen. <laughs> Just be ready. You know, and nobody's gonna plan anything. You know, nothing. Nope. Nothing. But that's all part of the fun, and it, you know. Where else would you want to be? You know, nobody's in a hurry because we don't have to be in a hurry. What are we going to do? Where are you going? I do not. I mean, it's just not something I'm used to. I know. And, I know and, exactly. and, and it takes a while. Yeah, yeah. My, I actually called uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine uh, was talking to another friend of mine back home, and he's like, yo, is James a whole lot more laid back than he used to be? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yep, pretty much. Eight months to do it. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, so tell me this. How's surfing going? You'd be still going Man, with that? Or what? Okay, all right. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So I've been, I've been surfing, surfing, like stand-up surfing uh, twice. Okay. And I cannot stand up on that board. I Look, I – I know what the problem is. It's me. It's not the board. It's me. I, I don't have the balance to do it, and it's, it's but I know it. Um, boogie boarding, body boarding, I love that. I am. I'm, I'm. You know, I got the fins and everything. I'm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, you ought to be free diving. Are you doing free diving? Not yet. Have you tried it? No. Or, hey, do you know anything about it? No, not really. So you ever heard of Wim Hof? No. So he's the breathing guy. So he's the guy that, like, he's done marathons in the Himalayas with shorts on. And, like, he'll, he's been in ice for 18 hours or something crazy. He can regulate his body and just control it. That's what his whole thing is ice and control your breathing, okay? But that's, that's what freediving is. These freedivers can go out there and go seven minutes underwater, oh, you know, God. sometimes. I mean, just crazy. But that's, you know, they train themselves. It's the whole breathing exercises and training yourself and being calm and doing the whole thing. I mean, but, but with your profession, yeah, it's yeah. a nice line. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a, it's a natural. You know, it'd be something that you'd probably excel at. You know, I mean, I don't know if I'd excel at it. Yeah, but, but still, I'll, I'll try but, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like anything. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's yeah, it's just pretty. It's a, it's a cool uh, seeing those guys go down. You're like, man, is he coming back up? You know, and then just here, a few minutes later, here they come. You know, yeah, they're. Yeah, those guys, they, they they do it, you know. That's cool. No, yeah. no, no, I haven't done that, but I'm, I mean, I'm here. So I'm yeah, willing to try yeah, anything. They got Laird Hamilton, he's on the North Shore most of the time. You know, he does all the ice bath. He's good buddies with Wim Hof, the breathing guy. Okay. And they do all the, they'll do like an ice bath, and they'll get in the sauna, and then they'll do an ice bath and get in the sauna, and then they'll go in the pool, and they'll go do weights underneath the pool. You know, he trains all these NBA players and all these crazy guys because they'll do all this crazy training in the water. You know. Wow. Laird Hamilton's a freaking animal. <laughs> I mean, he's a freaking crazy so yeah they, they do all these um uh you know like week like week retreats and stuff up there you know where mm. they'll bring people over you know have them pay high dollar to work out with them and stuff and do that kind of stuff right yeah. and uh but um rick rubin hangs out with him rick rubin's been here i've heard you rick's he here busted? i've heard i heard he got busted too i heard yeah 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 like quarantine he's up there in anaholo walking on the beach dog. get off the beach I, i've heard i've heard a few th- I've, okay so when i got here um a few like a month or so after i got here we went to the we went to the north shore went to K, uh, ka yeah and um walking down walking on the beach and uh, i look over and santana and his wife are there i'm yeah, like yeah i saw him when he was yo, there yo what's up but i didn't want to say anything like yo we know a lot of the same people i don't want to you know you don't want to go to somebody like hey bro so i i do what you do and well, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. say that yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, he just sold his house here. He had, like, one of the most expensive houses. He just sold a house that he had bought a few years ago, I saw. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were here, and then Ruben's here, and then uh, who else did I see was here? Anyway, but yeah, you know, there's no telling who's going to be here. You right. Know? It's crazy. There's all kinds of musicians coming in and out of here. You know, this is a good spot. I I, I hope to meet them. Like, yeah, it's, you, gotta, it's, you ever watch a Daryl? Uh, Daryl Hall, his show that he had on VH1, like Daryl's House. It was a I, show where he'd bring musicians right, in the house. Right, right. you got to look on YouTube. He did one on Kauai at Todd Rungren's house. Okay. him and Todd are both from Philly back in the day. But they he brought a bunch of musicians. They did it at his house up there. It was really freaking cool. And they opened, they all played, you know, with nice. crazy musicians, you know. Nice. Yeah, it was a cool show on YouTube. you got to check it out. So, yeah, man, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, checking things out. And so, what's your favorite part about Kauai? My favorite part about Kauai um, is, all right, so I spent a lot of time in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. I love the rain. I love it when it rains. <laughs> I love rain. I just love just the rain. And living in, in Lawai, it rains all the time. Right. I love it. Right. I, I, I truly love it. Like, a lot of people up there is like, yeah, well, it's not that sunny. I'm like, no, nah, I don't need the sun. Yeah, right, right. I can literally drive two minutes, and yeah. I'll have all the yeah, sun, sun I need. Want, yeah. Give me the rain, yeah. and so that's that's basically it. Like the the rain and the like the the beautiful colors and the it's Kauai is beautiful. Yeah, I love this place. What about pigs? See a lot of pigs up there yet, or what? No, I saw. I've only seen like three little little small pigs. And I have seen a lot of uh, uh, centipedes. A lot of centipedes. A lot yeah. of centipedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not a fan. No, nobody's not, a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of the centipede. I used to live right up the street here on the mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like five minutes from here. And so we're down here in sunny Poipu. And if it's going to be sunny anywhere on Kauai, it's down here on the South Shore. But right. five minutes from here in Omal, right up the street, I lived there. And it rained every day at least a little bit. I mean, if it didn't rain a little lot, you know, every night it kind of comes over that mountain where mm-hmm. it's a wet spot and just kind of hits Lawai and Kalahara right there, you know, just hits it. And we had a friend that just moved here. She'd been here for four or five months. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going nowhere. It's just raining. It's raining. It's like, Drive down <laughs> the hill. It doesn't rain. It, you think it's raining all the time, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's where you're at. Right. No, because yeah. I was in Poi Poo. It's hard to explain that because it is a microclimate. It is crazy when you're here and you experience how different it is driving 10 minutes. 10 from minutes. one little side to the other. You know? I, I was in Poi Poo for the first four months I was here. I'm right. like, okay, this place is, it literally doesn't rain. Or it rains <laughs> a little bit. Right. And then it's just sunny. And so yeah. every day is sunny and breezy and happy. And then we get to Lawai. I'm like, this is perfect. For me. Yeah. For right. me. This yeah, is perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, it's different. And then you go to the North Shore. It's a totally different animal. I'm looking forward to seeing these waves on the North Shore. Everybody's been telling me about the waves in the winter, and I can't wait to go up there and see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. No, it's really cool. It's bad when they get big. And then, and then even just when it's big on the North Shore, you can go to the West Side. If we can get to Paul Holly again, mm-hmm. it'll open that back up. Right. Because if it's big on the North Shore, it's big on the West Side right there. And they do a bunch of uh, – they'll um, – Jet ski them in over, you know, uh, over oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bigger spot over there by Paula Holly and stuff. And it's Are they going to open it back amazing. up? I think they're going to open it back up. They closed Paula Holly over here because there was a bunch of locals that went out there and were camping and kind of messed up some stuff whenever things got closed down here. So we're, I don't know. It depends on if the county wants to mess with it or not. You know, they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to keep an eye on it. Right. You know. But things are, you know, people are back to work more, and I don't think there'll be as many people out there, but there's no telling, you know. Right. They open it back up. I mean, you know, 
It's a great spot out there. Uh, I I really want to check it out. I want to see. I want to see the, the How giant about the waves. sunsets the last few nights. Man, yo, oh, you saw what I posted on Instagram. I was, just, <laughs> I you can't believe it. I literally walked out of the. I I would, we were sitting in our place walking, uh, watching television, and then like I look out in the lanai. It's like, what color is that? I've never yeah. seen. It. So I go out there and like, and my and my phone. I got the best iPhone you can get uh, right now. It doesn't do didn't it do it. Not even did it do it justice. It couldn't even find the color. It was it was going back and forth. <laughs> between two other colors it was ridiculous right this place is this place is out of control man yeah. I, I really love it here hopefully i mean i don't know what's going to happen with my life and obviously this covid fiasco and everything that's going on but hopefully i can end up staying here in in some form of fashion yeah. this place is amazing you at least have a base to come back to yeah you know for a couple of months and regenerate and then rent it when you're not here yeah you know, or whatever or something know. just figure it out yeah. I, I think i think that might be the move man because it's like the people are beautiful, the place is beautiful. I've I've, I've really enjoyed my time here. It's uh, it's much better than the real world, is what I tell everybody. <laughs> you know, because this, this makes Maui and Oahu look like the real world. This is not even you know, it's not even Oahu or Maui. I mean, Oahu, there's a million people over there. You know, in Maui, you know, you close your eyes half the time, it feels like Southern California. Yeah, so yeah. you know, uh, this is this is a this is a great spot, man. It's great to meet you, and I appreciate. It. Tell everybody where they can find you again. You Everybody's can find me uh, go to okay auxcord dot live a u x c h o r d dot live. You can find me at Instagram at at James Casey Sachs. Real simple. Come say what's up. I want to meet everybody on this island. So when's your next show? When's your next live show? When you you've when been am doing I live James? Okay, I've I've done I've done three of them so far. Um, I'll pro so oh hmm. I will probably do one sometime in November because okay. November, there's a lot going on, especially within the next couple of days. Yeah, I yeah. just I'm, I'm gonna relax for a little bit and yeah, then yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'm doing yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we're all gonna try to get over that. Jesus. So yeah, let's just get through this and uh, everybody be able to see straight and everybody figure it out and let's all get on the same page. How for about real? it? Uh, and let's get back to live venues, please. And while we're not at live venues. Oxcord.live. Help these musicians out, man. These people, you know, this is how they've made their living, and now it's gone. And we're just, you know, he's, you know, James is doing the freaking the Lord's work here, helping these people, man. Trying to help everyone out, man. Uh, we're we're here for you. We're here for us. So. And if you're a band or you're a performer and you want to get on there and do some performances and have your people pay and uh, be on it, man, hit them up, man. Please do, please do. We're we're always looking for more artists. We're down. We're we we're here to help you. Well, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we're, uh, we're bringing the aloha today, and I appreciate you coming in, man. and uh, we're going to be talking again soon. Absolutely, and, uh, man. Aloha. Absolutely. Aloha. All right. Okay. You heard the story. That's James. We had a great time. I want to thank him for coming out and hanging out today, and I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Um, check out this rendition of Over the Rainbow from the Trey Anastasio band. And this is also James on vocals on this track at the end. And uh, guys, make sure you subscribe, rate this podcast. Thank you from Kauai today. Thank you from me, at JoeyRay3000 on Instagram, at Kauai today. Everything is in the show notes. If you can't find it, shoot me an email. I don't know what to tell you. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Everybody vote. Aloha.